Um, we're in the same fucking shirt. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to uh, another college football rankings live reaction. Week five. Nailed it. The committee has spoken. Your official top 10, Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Florida State are your top four currently. You've got Oregon, Ohio State, Texas, Bama, Missouri, and Penn State. Your initial reactions, Chris, to all this. So I have several. I have several. One, good to see you uh, a day early this week. Um, thank you for filling in. I'm glad we get to finally do this. I Several reactions. I'll start with Bama because I'm a Bama guy. You are a Bama guy. It's the longest I've seen. It's the longest I've seen this team and program win consistently and not move up at all. And I'm not saying they should. I'm not yeah. saying they should be anywhere higher at all. Um, I'm just, it's just it's just very odd to see. Um, just kind of going through my other takeaways. Kind of surprised that Ohio State is still at six. I'm not even sure if they don't deserve to be. Um, I would have them below Texas and, and, and Bama though, because here's the thing. There's no, there's no Avenue for Ohio state to get in. There's just not like at all. There, there's no possible way for them to get in. A lot of bad stuff would have to happen. To Nothing could happen to them to get in. Nothing. Well, what if Florida State loses to Louisville, Oregon loses to Washington, Texas loses to Oklahoma State, and Bama loses to Georgia? One thing could happen for them to get in. <laughs> I did not see that one coming. Um, so that was good. Okay. Um, but, like, for the most part, there's no ch- – actually, that's not even that far-fetched, is it? No, it's really not, actually. <laughs> I mean, I don't see Oklahoma State beating Texas, but you never know. Okay, so maybe it does make more sense. I, I will say this. I just think that Ohio State should be lower than Texas and Bama. Um, I'm surprised they're not. I have no problem with 9 and 10. 10 is a little bit weird, but it's I whatever. Impressed with Penn State at all this year. There's but. just there's no team that gets that gets like celebrated more for close losses or like good losses than Penn State. It's it's what their entire current program is built off of. Their entire current program. Um, yep. Now, let's just start from the beginning. They got number one right. Yeah. I, I, I thought one. there was a potential that they would move Michigan up just because they beat the number two team. Yeah. But I still think Georgia's better than Michigan, so I think yeah. they did get it right as well. They also have a much better resume. Despite – here's the thing. You know what? Fuck it. We'll just get right into it. Because this, this, this is what I'm most confused about, okay? This is what I'm most confused about. I said this in a meeting we had on STS. And also, welcome in, everybody. I hope everyone's having a great night. Um, I said this in a meeting with SDS before the first ranking came out. And I said, seriously, I was like, I, I don't know the answer to this. I'm ignorant to what the answer is. Someone please help me out. When they are in the committee room, like the committee that is having these, these meetings, like the, the 12 people in this room or whatever it is, are they using the metrics and analytics and numbers from ESPN FPI? Cause I trust that the, the, the 12, however many 13 committee members are going to make the right decision. That's what they told us they were going to do. And I, I, you know, I trusted the vaccine too. So like, I, I, I can be a sheep. Just let me know. Like I'll put my trust in you. Totally fine. I believed in Santa twice, twice, Tyler. That's twice too many. So I can believe in you. But that being said, if you, like, if, if we're going to use those, or if we're going to use those numbers 
as the metrics for how we're grading teams, I have some concerns and I have some questions. And it comes out tonight, and they, maybe they said earlier in the year too, I don't know, but all the numbers they were using in defense of their rankings and the strength of schedule, strength of record, and all that kind of stuff, they were all from ESPN FPI. Now, let's just start with the strength of schedule numbers from ESPN FPI, which is which is where I think, like I'm not even going to get into the, the FPI rankings because they, they still currently have Ohio State at number one, which is insane behavior. Fun fact, they also had Bama ranked ahead of LSU in 2019 for two straight weeks after LSU beat Bama in Bama. But that's here, neither here nor there. Uh, ranked as like the number eight team going into one of the seasons. Remember that? Yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> um, okay, strength of schedule. Michigan, 36th. Georgia, 59th. Now, Michigan was ranked 111th in their strength of schedule before week 12. Before well, week 11. FBI team. Right. They beat, they beat Ohio State. They beat Penn State. And that vaulted them all the way to number 36. Where I'm confused about is Georgia being at 59, because you could say whatever you wanted to in the month of September and halfway through October that Georgia really hadn't played anybody. I, I made that case because they hadn't played anybody. And, and the numbers showed that. Then they kept playing the schedule. They mm-hmm. beat Kentucky like a drum. They beat Florida, who I know didn't make a bowl, but at the time, five and two, beat them like a drum. Then you went to November, and you beat the brakes off of Tennessee, you beat the brakes off of Zoo, and you beat the brakes off of Ole Miss. I wouldn't so say they. Me, I wouldn't say they beat the brakes off Missouri. Thirty to twenty-one. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're you're very right. But what I am saying is like, how is that at fifty-nine? I and 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 I Matt Matt Blaska. So I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I don't agree or disagree with what you're saying. Like about the FPI, there's got to be something that goes into it. It does feel like a little bit of inherent bias or eye test or something that's going into it. But why are these the numbers that we're using for the committee? Because that's where it doesn't add up. And that's where it worries me. Because if, if we're saying that Georgia right now has played the 59th ranked strength of schedule in the country, I don't buy that for a second. And if we are still saying that all that's real, then explain to me how 11-1 Texas, who went on the road in Tuscaloosa and beat Bama by 10 points in their house, and has only lost one game in the final 15 seconds on a neutral field to their rival, played the 13th-ranked strength of schedule in the country. How are they at seven? Yeah, and they made a good point uh, when they were talking to Boo Corrigan on the um, the show. They said, okay, let's, let's just look at Texas and Oregon. Texas's strength of schedule is much better than Oregon's, and they do have a common opponent, Texas Tech. Texas, right. Te- Texas beat Texas Tech by 50. 57-7. And Oregon beat them by one score. They beat them by eight, and that's because they got a – it was 31-30, yeah, and they got a fumble in the, the last, like, 30 seconds of the game and ran it back for a touchdown. One of the craziest covers ever, by the way. Very I was on the right side of that. You were. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one doesn't make too much sense. I, I Personally, I'd love to see Oregon and Texas play head-to-head. I think that would be a fantastic game. Um, you made mention on Twitter that – Okay. You would you would be very angry if Georgia got to play Florida State with a backup quarterback. I'm not uh, ready to get to this yet, <laughs> but I'm just I will say well, I want to I want to tell you that if what we think is going to happen and the spread very much favors Oregon to beat Washington, then I think what will happen if Florida State wins is Florida State will move to three and play Michigan, and Oregon will be four to play Georgia. Yeah, I think that, I think that's what happened. Um, I I will say this. Okay, so let's before we get into that hypothetical, 
Here's the other part. I know that, that we, we Saturday Football Uncensored, I hope you guys check out the podcast. We got a live show every Sunday. We have uh, new episodes coming out every Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Go like Seriously. this video, by the way. And if you're not subscribed to the YouTube page, please do it. Do it, please. Um, but here's the thing. So I think that if you look at this, if, if you look at this, um, I've kind of lost my train of thought now. What was it? It was important. Oh, okay. So so we, we cover we cover the entire country, okay? Um, with our with our podcast. But I know that traditionally with SDS, it is a SEC first pod, like site, podcast, all the stuff. Let's talk about the SEC for a second, because here's the dangerous game that the, that the committee is really playing. I, I said this a couple weeks ago, and I said it before the season, and I said it very early on. There's a chance that the SEC gets left out. There's a doomsday scenario that's not even that doomsday where – Bama and Georgia could could both be at one loss, and somebody gets left out of the the, the cultural playoff. I, it, like you saw it coming a mile away with the Pac-12 and how good the, the, their resurgence has been. You only needed one guy. You only need one other conference or one one team from the other conferences, like Texas and Florida State, and then you got you had you know everything that happened in the Big Ten. This is not that crazy of a scenario for the SEC to get left out. So if Bama beats Georgia, which Tune into the podcast tomorrow if you think that I if, if if you want to hear our predictions on it. But if Bama beats Georgia, you're telling me that Bama gets left out. They're gonna they're gonna pass Ohio State, right? So Michigan's gonna beat Iowa. They're gonna win that game twenty seven to five. Yep, guaranteed. Okay, five five would be good for Iowa. It would be very good for Iowa. Let's say that it, it's chalk with Oregon beating Washington. So now Washington's out. So you have Michigan and Oregon. Georgia loses to Bama. Yeah. Let's just say for the sake of argument that that Florida State doesn't win. Because I think if they win, they're in. You cannot keep an undefeated power five team out. And then Texas, right? Texas so tell wins. Me that Texas wins. So yeah. now you have Michigan and Oregon are both in. You have losses from from the from three of the top four. One, three, and four. Right? Mm-hmm. Georgia, Washington, Florida State all lose. Ohio State's done. They're not getting back in. Texas would, I would assume, get in because they're a Big Twelve like champion. So now you're looking at Bama, and you're assuming that Bama's going to get in. Oregon's in. No, I wouldn't assume that. You're if not Oregon, Georgia ahead of them. If Florida State loses, yes, yes, I could. Yeah, right. So what I'm saying is, so Oregon is in, Michigan's in, Texas is in, and now you've got three spots left with Georgia, Florida State, Ohio. I'm sorry, one spot left with Georgia, Ohio State, Texas, and Bama. Yeah, I mean, it's, Ohio State's done. I mean, not Texas. Bama. You, are you basically what I'm trying to say is, are you telling me that Georgia, who's just won 29 straight games, it, like you put them in a position if you're the committee that if they lose, they're out? Yeah, I, I agree. I had this conversation at work today, and I my business partner was arguing that Georgia's in no matter what. No, and I said no. If Bama beats Georgia, we've already seen it here in the rankings. Michigan was two. They lost. I'm sorry, Ohio State was two, Michigan beat them, and they dropped four spots out, two spots out from being in the playoff. If Georgia loses Alabama this weekend and Michigan wins, Oregon or Washington, one of them will be in, and Florida State wins, you cannot put Georgia. Maybe you could convince me that Georgia should be in over Oregon, but if Oregon beats Washington and they win the Pac-12, they're in. Right. So you I'm, just, I'm so list. confused. I'm so confused as to how, and again, I don't think this is how it's going to play out. I, I think that those top two teams 
are favored for a reason and favored by a lot for a reason. I'm just yeah. very confused as to what the committee thinks they're going to be able to talk their way out of. Because if you're telling me that you put Georgia in a scenario where they're on the chopping block and they have just won 20, like, dude, like think about this, think about this nightmare scenario. What if Bama, what if this plays out almost how it always plays out with these two teams where Bama wins on like a last second play and it's like an overtime game. And, and now you're sitting there like, oh man, Georgia's, they're 12 and 0 in the regular season. They haven't lost a game in regulation. Like they, they lost by three in overtime to number eight. Are you dropping them out of the top four? Like, cause you have to put Bama ahead of them because they just beat them. Right. It's so okay. confusing to me. Like the, the, the things that were, were kind of putting up for one team. And again, this is why I think that Ohio state, this is the most frustrating, frustrating thing for me is because Ohio state is out. Ohio state is out regardless of, of the scenario you said earlier. And I don't know how that we still have 180 current viewers because the way I described that entire doomsday scenario was almost illiterate at best. So thank Very you tough everyone who's watching. Yeah. Very tough to follow. <laughs> but <laughs> but I'm saying Ohio State, just get them out of there. Everything behind eight, they're done. I'm just – I'm very confused as to the way they've set this up because they have put themselves in a very, very bad spot if chaos does unfold. Uh, I agree in the chat. Harris J says the way I see it, Alabama is the biggest Louisville fan ever. Uh, yeah. I, I I think we're in a bad spot right now where you're rooting against Florida State this weekend. I am. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I want my team to, but here's also, I mean, like the hay will be in the barn by the time y'all kick off for Bama. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'll, Bama, I'll, I'll probably be at your place because I'll because I'm sure at the wedding shower I'm gonna be at, I'll probably have already been kicked out. Yeah. Look, uh Brett McMurphy put this up today. Number seven, Texas, and number eight, Bama. Are they done? Because no team ranked lower than number six with one week to go has ever made the playoff. And and, and again, so let's shift our focus here for a second because I, I still think this too. I don't think Bama is good enough to make the playoff. I like I like I don't think they beat Georgia. Spoiler alert for the, the podcast tomorrow. I'll probably I don't I don't know how much I'll have to drink or what kind of rage rave emotions I'll I'll have talk myself into. But as of right now, I'm I'm, I'm picking Georgia. But if you're Texas and you've got the 13th ranked strength of schedule, and, I, and the common opponent thing with Oregon is insane. And like, and, and here's another thing, too. They're getting punished. And, and Boo Corrigan said this. Boo Corrigan made the point. He goes, yeah, so, you know, Oregon's just dominated so many teams. How, how do you look at this Texas team and think, like, man, they went 11-1, they went and one, played almost a quarter of their season without their starting quarterback, and – and beat number eight. They they still have one of the best wins on any resume in the country, and it was on the in a true road game. Like so, I don't understand how you look at look at Texas and you still have them at seven. I I never thought I would see a situation like I don't want to hear anything else about like you know how they, this is all for theater blah blah because it's concerning to me and I don't care how this sounds. It's concerning to me that I look at this logo, this blue blood, Texas horns logo. And they are sitting there seemingly like locked in like a log jam behind Ohio State and Oregon when they have the same amount of losses and a better win than either of them. I mean, let's not forget Oregon's best win still. Well, I guess now it's now their best win is, an, is a four loss Utah or a four loss Oregon State. Yeah. And by the way, 
Utah was without the starting quarterback, and Oregon State found out the night before their head coach was leaving to go to Michigan State. All fair points, but if they beat Washington in the Pac-12 championship, I mean, to me, I think there's an argument to be had between Texas and Bama being above Ohio State. Yeah. But really, that's everything else to me seems pretty fair. And I mean, I know there's people yeah. in the chat that are saying, sorry, four states out because they have a backup. Look, you no. can't. No, I, I just don't think you can do it because it's a team game. It's not. I get that Florida State is worse with their backup. Everyone would be. But you still, you just went on the road in the swamp, which is not easy to do. I don't care how bad Florida is on defense. Night game, rivalry game. If you look at all these big rivalry games, Florida State was the only one that covered the spread. So you can talk about how Florida State is going to get slaughtered if they get in. And I don't know if that's the case or not. I saw a hypothetical line would be Georgia by 14 over Florida State and Michigan by 8 over Washington. So here's the thing. So if Michigan's favored by 8 over Washington and Oregon's favored by 9.5. Yeah, no, that would be... I. To me, if you're... If you're a Georgia fan, I, I, I think that you want Florida State to win. And then you want Oregon or Washington to beat Oregon. Yeah. Because I think the nightmare scenario for Georgia is Florida State wins, Oregon beats Washington, Oregon moves to four, and you have to play Oregon in the first round. Yeah. You'd much rather play Florida State, obviously, with the backup quarterback. So... I feel like that might be the worst case scenario for, for Georgia is Florida State and Oregon both winning. Yeah. Well, that is, like here's the other thing, too. Somebody brought this up in the chat. Jerome McCuff says this weekend will we'll clear up everything. Yeah, it's the last weekend, so they have to. I mean, Things will be clear by Sunday. <laughs> might not like it, though. I will yeah. say that. But you're not wrong by any means. Um, Georgia, <laughs> Georgia fears no one. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I wouldn't be scared of anyone if I was a Georgia fan either. No, 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 no. Let's let's backtrack here for a second. If you're a, the team, you fear no one. If you're the team, you don't fear it. Like you, you go line up against the Eagles tomorrow, and it looks maybe like an inner squad from two years ago. You don't yeah. fear anybody. If you're a fan, I don't want to hear a single word about this this bullshit about. Oh, we don't fear anybody. Yeah, as soon as those doors open on Saturday in that house of horrors you're walking into, you absolutely will have some level of fear. Because you're going to stand up and, and walk in and see all this crimson and white and red and black, and you're going to think, oh, my God, in that corner, that's where Tua broke our hearts in 2017. Oh, my God, in that corner, that's where his backup came in and broke our hearts the following year. Oh, my God, in that corner, that's where they beat us by and scored more points in one quarter than we've given up all season. You're going to have some fear put in you. Just know that. Um, anyway, the other part of it is this. Like, like somebody said George is in no matter what. Here's the thing. I think they should be. I, I think they should be. But think about this. If, if Michigan wins, Washington wins, and Florida State wins, okay? So those three are, are undefeated. They, they're in. And Georgia loses, Texas wins, and Bama wins. Oh, this is already the scenario I already did. Georgia's not in because they've already lost. They, they honestly might drop to six or seven because in that scenario, they would have lost to Bama. You can't be ranked ahead of them. And then Texas would I, – I don't know what happens in that scenario, but, like, there, there's a there's – Well, a, Texas would have beat the team that Georgia lost to, and they would have won exactly, the conference. Exactly. So I'm just, I'm just saying it's not, it's not that far-fetched. It's crazy to think about, like, in fathom. It really is. Like, in the same way that it's crazy to think the SEC could, be, could, could, you know, be left out. 
Now, real quick, before we, before we um, what do you call it, finish this up, we can talk about this on the podcast tomorrow too, but it's just something I was just talking about with Chris Gordy, and I think it's really interesting. I don't, say, I don't think it's a conspiracy theory, but big picture here, Tyler, you are in a very, very weird spot where if you if, if something happens and the committee just decides to reward anything but what happened on the field, if they if they let Bama jump Texas with similar records and, and, and that's egregious, if you if you take off Florida State, right? If you let anything factor into what happens in your rankings outside of prioritizing what happened on the field, you're setting a very, very dangerous precedent for all of college football because next year. When you look at teams adding in, like or conferences adding in, like SEC adding in Texas and Oklahoma, again, why on earth if the, if the SEC loses two, it, like if, if neither one of these teams somehow like make the top four in that scenario, like in some crazy scenario, which could happen, why on earth are you ever under the impression that you think you can tell that conference moving forward? Hey, I need you to schedule more difficult games, and I need you to go play a nine-game conference schedule. No. No, because you just showed us last year there's no reason to do that. There's no reason for Bama to Texas, schedule Texas earlier in the year. There's no reason for anyone – like Clint, or Michigan played no one the entire season and skated through until like the, like playing somebody in two of the last three weeks. Why on earth would anyone in the SEC go out of their way to schedule anyone difficult non-con or ever go to a nine-game conference schedule? There's no reason to. There's no, even with the 12 team playoff, there's just no reason to. Yeah. And on the flip side of that, if, if you, if Florida State goes undefeated and you leave them out, you're also telling them, Hey, we get that you went out and scheduled LSU out of conference and you also play Florida out of conference every year. We don't really care because LSU, you know, they lost a few games. We don't care that you went on the road against Clemson where only three teams in the past 10 years have won. No other team this year even in their worst year where they're still ranked. We don't really care about that because, yeah. you know, we, we thought that that Oregon with their worst or equal strength of schedule just looks better. Right. So what we do know, our smart person in the chat, it will get cleared up this weekend. I think right. they're right. I think exactly. they're right on that. Man, it's crazy. It's just it's it's I'm I honestly Usually, I, I feel like I'm the guy that like obviously overreacts to everything, but like I also this has just been a crazy day. Like <laughs> I thought, I thought the rankings. I I just am surprised that Ohio State's still up there, and then I'm I'm still also very shocked that we'll talk about this tomorrow on the pod. Go make sure you tune in. We appreciate everybody watching this as well. It's been a lot of fun as it always is. I the fact that we're sitting here having to talk about gather notes for tomorrow's pod about Bobby Petrino returning to Arkansas is insane. Uh, to me. Can't wait for that segment tomorrow. And if you guys don't listen to the podcast, Saturday football uncensored, you can find it here on YouTube as well as traditional spots, Apple, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast. We will be talking about Bobby Petrino yeah. back in the saddle at Arkansas. I hope he just walks in at the press conference with a, just a little neck brace, something small, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. All right, guys. Yeah. We'll see uh, we'll you tomorrow night. Live tomorrow. Uh, we, we have to record it pretty late, and uh, we usually just go live on Sundays. Yeah. So um, a lot to be – I mean, look, the, where's the let – me, let me go through the spreads real quick of these big games. Washington, nine-and-a-half-point underdog. Michigan's like what? Like 13-and-a-half? Like Texas, 14-and-a-half. 
Bama uh, is five and a half point underdog. Iowa is a 23 point underdog. And Florida State is a two and a half point favorite. So some of these games, based on the spread, seem like locks. Some of them are going to be very close. That SEC championship game and that ACC championship game are going to determine a lot. And so we'll see. I'm excited for it. Yeah, same. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you tuning in. Go to SaturdayDownSouth.com if you want to get coverage of all these games. Because as Chris said before, Saturday Down South has traditionally been an SEC website, but we've opened up to all the conferences now, and we have coverage for every conference, every team. And uh, we will be recording our pod, Saturday Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South tomorrow for your listening pleasure on Wednesday night, Thursday morning. For Chris, I'm Tyler. It's going to be a fun week. We'll see you later.